I absolutely love our DM retreats and, you know, really just for those listening, it's, you know, really kind of like a round table semi-annual discussion with all of our full-time business coaches um, on a whole list of topics. So we're really looking at, especially in the June retreat, um, looking at like company systems and, you know, what we're looking to implement. Um, We look a little bit forward into the season, into recruiting, even though it's June, we start looking at, you know, recruiting for September, um, recruiting strategy, training seminar plans. We talk about safety initiatives and, you know, make sure our business is running really safe. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. So really excited to have you join us here. And we've got a, a, an Inside Student Works podcast where we're looking at between June and January before the next season ends. And Luke, Devin, and I have an amazing conversation about all the different steps. And so please tune in if, that, if, if you're interested uh, about Student Works and learning more about the process. So, uh, and most importantly, if you know any amazing leaders, please send them our way because we are in the middle of our 2022 recruiting season, which will be our best ever. We are attracting incredible people to our program. Thanks so much and have a super fantastic day. So welcome back, Luke. Welcome back, Devin, to our final sort of inside student works, a year of student works that we put put down over the last, uh, I guess, three episodes and really excited to be kind of dealing with, you know, from June through to um, the end of the season. So uh, so so, Luke, I know you put together this uh, this this great draft. Why don't, why don't you get started and just share, you know, hey, uh, June and, and, and what we're focused on as an organization? Yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, the awesome part of June is we're really seeing operators, you know, grow into their business. We spend a lot of time in the preseason and in May really teaching them the fundamentals and, you know, developing really good habits, like reaching out to clients early, making sure they have enough workers hired, um, you know, putting in paint orders, production planners and all that sort of stuff. And that's really exactly what's starts kind of giving people the freedom after they've had a month of production uh, to then look towards, you know, scaling up their business and, and bringing on more crews or having the people that were they're working with, you know, work really efficiently. Um, and basically like all of those habits that they're kind of building up early on um, are, are really just what give them the freedom to do that. And you kind of start to see when we go back now in June and we're doing kind of second site visits, um, the people that have all their production planners made and, you know, their sites are really organized and they're in good communication with their clients. Things are moving a lot more smoothly and, you know, they can kind of grow. Um, and then when we're doing the second site visits with those who are really trying to kind of catch up on, on their admin and they weren't reaching out to people in advance, it's where we really try and kind of make that shift and help them develop those habits that, that we had been teaching for the few months previous to have them, you know, catch up and still make sure they're kind of hitting their goals. But 
you know, it's really on, on our level as the coach, just, you know, looking at their numbers and, you know, how is their profitability on their job sites? Like, are they on track to hit their production goals over the summer? And, you know, June's obviously still relatively early in our season where we can push really big turnarounds. Um, but it's just, you know, a great time for us to still be really hands-on on site and, you know, working with these guys and girls to, you know, still continue to just really crush their business. Absolutely. So Devin, what do you see about June and, and the focuses and also on the window cleaning side, you know, the focuses of the business? Yeah. Sim- similar to Luke, the month I would say in June is really just where people or you start to see operators run into the flywheel effect where things are just really working into their favor. And, and like we talked about, you know, and discussed throughout our, you know, recruiting process and early months in the year, why we want to go and develop great habits, why we want to develop and train great people and, and have a big book of businesses so that you can actually take advantage of the market when it's really hot, when we can actually go and produce and make a bunch of great money. So I think June in a, in a big way is where we see a lot of, uh, a lot of that stuff start to pay off for a lot of our performers and and they're able to take some time off you know they're able to scale as well and have the availability of going from two to three crews or three to four crews from consistent work from the prior months and at the same time there's of course going to be challenges so so this is where as a coach we can step in and kind of tailor our coaching towards what someone might be challenged with whether it's maybe just not finding the right people or, you know, again, improving their efficiency or systems on site, maybe their client management, maybe, you know, marketing and sales streams and and trying new avenues is is something that we go and assist with in this month. So I think it's a, a, a kind of a, yeah, specialized to the person throughout the month of the support that they get and looking to continue to grow where, although we're, you know, many months into the program, we're only, you know, a month and a half into our production season, which is where all of our students are actually making money. All of our students are producing all their work. Absolutely. One of the things I always like to sort of really distinguish is two of the most challenging months of our season are April and May, you know, exams, working that in and around, you know, the, the business, May training teams, you know, scheduling, you know, and again, you know, the put in window cleaning, all the enormous scheduling hundreds of jobs that we have and, and the, the one job changes and, you know, a bunch of the challenges that that, that side of our business faces. And one of the things I like to see June as, as something that we're, you know, we have a value, work hard, play hard, have fun. And it's, and it's then starting to say, Hey, we can't just keep working hard because we'll really, really just unwind. <laughs> and, and our coaches and our organization really spends more and more time making sure that this is sustainable. Now for our rookie operators, a lot of times it takes a while to really get where, Oh, okay. I can, I can release and I can trust my team and I can believe in my team so that I, I actually can not take so much on, um, but we really, that's the coach's focus. And, 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 and again, of course, it's profitability and it's systemization and it's going back for second crew visits and, and all the things that, that it is, but that's the vision of it. It's like, oh, I could do this the rest of my life, right? Like Luke, you've been an entrepreneur now, what, six, seven years, you can do this and you will do this as an entrepreneur the rest of your life, I imagine. So, 
And I couldn't do the month of May my first year the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what June starts to be. It's like, oh, God, yeah. I can make this easier. Yes. So, no, so, yeah. definitely the kind of their first taste of freedom. You know, their their initial crews start doing really well. They have more time to really, I guess it is kind of like do what they want in terms of, you know, that might look like, you know, a little bit more fun and, you know, more whatever weekends more available. They might not be doing as much sales depending on where they're at in their business. But I, I totally agree. June starts to open up a little bit more after like a lot of really, really hard work in May um, dictates how much, you know, how much available time you can have to put towards extra sales or extra fun, or <laughs> extra whatever you need in, in the month of June. And, and also as well, the teams are taking on more and more so that, oh, wow, I don't need to be there as much and I can trust them and they can open the job and close the job and get payment for the job and all these things as wow. So, so it's also that it's just like, you know, compressing and then, hey, like you said, what can I do with that extra time? And so one of the things that you also mentioned as, as a company is, is our business coaches take a chunk of time, you know, like literally five days and we travel to Boston and, you know, over the years, Boston, Washington, uh, Whistler this past year, Nashville and, 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 uh, oh, sorry, not that's last year. That was your Austin. So different places. And so why don't you talk about what that business coach retreat is and what we're looking to do, et cetera, uh, around that retreat. Yeah, definitely. I, I absolutely love our DM retreats and, you know, really just for those listening, it's, you know, really kind of like a round table semi-annual discussion with all of our full-time business coaches, um, on a whole list of topics. So we're really looking at, especially in the June retreat, um, looking at like company systems and, you know, what we're looking to implement. Um, we look a little bit forward into the season, into recruiting, even though it's June, we start looking at, you know, recruiting for September, um, recruiting strategy, training seminar plans. We talk about safety initiatives and, you know, make sure our business is running really safe. Um, you know, we were talking about this year, like scaffolding and boom lifts and how we can implement stuff like that and make sure, um, you know, those going into our business are obviously working really well and everyone's really knowledgeable on it. And all of our coaches know how to use them and everything like that. And then, yeah, just, I guess, like software improvements, we have district manager projects, which was a new kind of initiative that we in invented a couple of years ago. I think maybe you or Pat said, you know, DMs can look to kind of take on their own project. And I think that's something that's really fun and cool. And it gives our coaches the opportunity to focus on something that's not necessarily a part of their job description, you know, in terms of just one-on-one -on -one coaching operators. but how can I look to implement something in the company or focus something on something that's going to benefit absolutely everyone. So I know we've had like Tyrus and James looking at Facebook posts that worked really well. And you know, what posts are performing the best when we're running ads for our operators. And that's something that, you know, now we have more data on, you know, what's generating us the most sales online so we can provide more value to our operators when they're posting ads or, you know, making team call notes or whatever the kind of project might be. I th think that's an awesome part of, you know, what we do at the retreat. And yeah, then I guess the last main thing was, was discussing possible assignment updates and how we can really make our, our CRM better for 
for our operators. And, you know, I think it's just really awesome because, because obviously, you know, all of our coaches ideas are heard and considered and, you know, the things that we talk about really do make a big, a big change in the company. So, you know, we get to kind of debate and consider and, and, you know, look at everything that we're uh, looking to change or, or continue doing. Absolutely. And, and, and um, so one, one of the things uh, that uh, just to, just to straight out, that is absolutely Pat's idea was the idea of the DM project. So, so just to make that clear. And um, you know, the, the other thing as well is, is that, you know, to me, this really talks about one of our key values, which is relationships are everything. Again, just like we have so many team meetings and team events and social events, you know, our, our coaching team is spread from right across this enormous geography. So it, it's one opportunity that really it's a five day event. It really is a one day event and four days of getting together and building that culture. And, and so that, that just, that just moves around for the entire season is those events that we have that makes everyone feel connected. So, so, you know, we we do these zoom events and the zoom calls and, but we feel connected because we spend all this time together. So, so, so again, living that one key value of relationships or everything um, is, is what that shares and how we also do it at the coaching level, like we do at the operator level. Uh, Devin, anything else to share about you know the DM retreat, the the coaching recruit or or June before we move to July? The only other thing that I would add in just for June is really just the involvement for uh, you know like you said relationships are everything for our coaching team and also operators uh, at this time. Like we have our one of our biggest payroll events, which is like Mag Roll in Toronto and Montreal, so where we actually have you know a hundred hundred and fifty operators coming together for a Friday night and a a great time out on the water. Um, So I think that's just a really fun time as well as our in-person trainings throughout the month. So people at this point are, have been running their business, like virtually getting to know each other, seeing each other in person at the odd social event in the winter. But given the time where, um, you know, there's no school commitment commitments or anything, the summertime brings just a lot more relationship building for operators to meet other operators. Uh, and again, obviously where a bunch of great relationships are formed with coaches, uh, as well, just like at our retreat. But I think besides that, that, uh, Luke covered it well. Awesome. Awesome. So, so why don't you take us through July, uh, Luke? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, the one point that Devin made earlier about just that the coaching becomes a lot more specialized. Um, I think June and July are, you know, really the same thing. And um, on our side of things, it's really just providing for our operators, whatever they need, whatever they need us to, you know, provide them with. And, you know, when, when we're doing site visits or, you know, sometimes, in July, it might even be more like, you know, zoom calls. If an operator really needs to focus on sales, you know, but they know how to do everything tactically hands-on on the job site, it might be us, you know, just jumping on a zoom call and, and making three hours of, of phone calls to, to help them book more work because, you know, driving from, from here to Ottawa, from Toronto might not make sense for us to sit down and do phone calls when someone's, you know, production is, is, is running really well. Right. Um, or sometimes it's, you know, they actually have a bunch of sales and they need help with recruiting. So, you know, it's us sitting down and, you know, doing interviews with them, like doing an interview for them or, you know, starting to call some, um, applicants that they're getting online 
And it is just more specific, like, you know, some, sometimes in May, we, it's kind of like one size fits all in, in, a, in a sense, not totally, but, you know, we're coming to the job site and we want to make sure everything job site related is good and don't have as much time to focus on, you know, something that this operator might be struggling with a little bit more like recruiting. Cause we are just so focused on just that job site being, you know, going well and them seeing how the whole day is run through. Um, but yeah, July and August, you know, operators are working at, um, more of a high level and especially July, I find it's their first like serious opportunity to, especially as a rookie, I guess, um, really manage their business, like less time on site, more delegation, uh, you know, promotions start coming out, like promoting, you know, workers to become crew chiefs and managing a couple other painters or window cleaners. And now, you know, those people are doing the walk arounds with the clients at the end of the job and picking up checks. So I think July is a cool month too. Like June, you start, they start to experience more of the freedom. And then July, you know, if, if they're really crushing it and their team's doing great, um, they experience a lot more of that. And, you know, what they do with that time again, right. might be more sales, might, might be more time to have fun or whatever. But yeah, I think that's, that's a big piece to July as well. Well, I love the focus as well about everyone. One of the great things about business and about life is, is that we all go through life differently and everybody has different, I like to say, limiting steps that hold on to them. And they could be in big areas like a recruiting focus or a sales focus or a marketing focus, but sometimes they could be things that somebody needs to sort out and learn more or grow more. And those start showing up in their business. And then our coaches are able to go and help someone get over those limiting steps and do whatever, whatever needs to be done. Some some of it could be just, hey, they're just burning themselves out. So how do we get better at that? How do we get better? You know, so that they'll, all sorts of different things can show up. And our job as coaches is to help people break through those limiting steps, which is fantastic. And that's what, again, the, the summer provides in this massive 16-week period uh, provides for us. And Devin, what about August? Yeah, so I guess going into August, this is definitely kind of, I guess, the closed down period and the opportunity where a lot of students are going to be obviously seeing just who on their team was really great, who on their team was a valuable asset and potentially could, you know, take on more of like a management position the following season. And I've seen that on, you know, both sides of the business for potential sales reps or uh, production managers where someone wants to take their business from, you know, maybe $150,000 one summer and, and go and double it to three hundred or. 400,000 where they know they'll need a few more key players. And this is the month where we have a lot of um, conversations with our operators on just what the best decision is for them moving forward as they're wrapping up their business. Uh, you know, we really want to see just where they think they are, you know, skill development wise, where they think they are on their own path to what they consider to be, you know, success or, you know, their own career development. So as a coach, we're just trying to see, uh, yeah, how, how, you know, they feel about that season and if it could make sense to come back for another year. So that's one part of the month is just really focusing on what the right decision is. And, and if it's not coming back for another season with us, we want to go and look and, and say, okay, what are the next best steps for you to 
take action to getting into maybe investment banking or take action into actually starting this other business now that you're maybe graduated from school or, you know, wanting to apply more into your field if you're in the sciences. So really just trying to facilitate um, a powerful step, whether it's coming back to the business and coming back to our program for another year or leaving powerfully, finding what's best, uh, best next in their career and seeing, you know, how we can obviously be an, uh, an assistance, um, in that, in that way. So that's the one thing. And then the, the other thing that comes to mind just for August is considering just where their business is and knowing that everyone goes back to school or majority of our students go back to school September 1st, or, you know, right after Labor Day. And we have four weeks to really just close up all of the work that they've booked throughout the season. And uh, it may seem a little easier than, than, uh, you know, than it is, but, um, you know, given the unpredictability of how many students actually stay with you for the full summer or, you know, clients continuing to want more work. Uh, you know, there are some variables just like any business, which gives our students a really good example of just the, you know, the unpredictability of being an entrepreneur. And throughout these couple of weeks, we're working really, really closely with them just to manage all of the expectations that they've set with clients, uh, you know, trying to come out of the summer with as much work done with as much profit as possible going into the school year. So really just, yeah, making sure we have a killer game plan for the four weeks and ending the season in a, in a great light as they go back to school. Hey leaders. I hope you are enjoying this podcast as we approach and surpass 300 episodes. Well over 95% of the leaders that we have interviewed have been alumni of the Student Works Management Program. It has been an honor to participate in their development over the years. Starting now and only for the fall months, we will be on campus at universities and colleges in Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you are interested in being a leader in our program or know someone who does, please go to the show notes and hit Student Works and get sent to a landing page to apply. There is a bold Student Works that you can hit to go to a landing page to apply. Thanks so much. Back to the show. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, um, what, about, what else do you see, uh, Luke? Mm -hmm. I think the one thing on, on, you know, close downs, that's really great. And, you know, really just a huge benefit of working with a company, our size with so many operators is just how collaborative we get um, operator to operator and between the coaches at the end of the season. And, you know, we look for, you know, okay, someone needs, someone needs more work or someone needs workers. How can those two people, you know, help each other. Right. So it's like, okay, you know, we have sales over here on, this side of Kitchener and someone needs, uh, someone needs sales on that side of Kitchener. Okay. How can we look to transfer those works? So, you know, we're fulfilling all of our promises to our clients, you know, and at the end of the day, they're taken care of and the jobs get done well. And then, you know, someone who isn't all the way there, uh, being able to, to produce all their work, either, you know, gets more workers from a nearby operator that's finished or, you know, is able to transfer their work over to someone else. And it just works really well. And, you know, we have, obviously the, 
human capital, I guess, at the, you know, at our disposal, at our disposal of, you know, really well-trained workers who have worked with us for a few months now. And, you know, who are they able to go work for? And these people also want to make a bunch of money. And, you know, if, if their operator is, you know, running low on work at that time of year and might end a couple of weeks early, okay, well, we can, you know, if you want to keep working, we can definitely keep you busy, you know, at, 10 minute drive away. And then they're working with this other person. So really kind of really mutually beneficial relationship between operators wanting to help each other out. And a lot of that gets facilitated by the coaches looking, you know, at the gaps that we're looking to close uh, in each area. Yeah, no. And, and again, at the scale of business, it's like we have 1500 workers. So it's, it's like, oh, my gosh. And so, no, you know, so it's, again, thinking about this. And the other the other thing as well, and Devin was speaking to it is, is that there's very few companies who are able to have open, honest conversation about moving on from their organization because they resist that. And understandably, companies don't want to have their people move on. Well, we don't want to. And we 100% know that that is actually what happens. People stay for a year or two years or three years or, you know, once we get to four, five, six, it's their coaches for sure. And then, then it's a different conversation. And we always have that literally, you know, kind of in the center of the stove that we talk about and when will it make sense or when does it and what's working for you? And, and so, and how can we help you go do fantastically? So you want to come back and talk about it on the podcast in the future. So, so we literally know that and we want to be part of that. We're as proud of us or people when they're in the program creating great results as when they leave going and creating results as a as an alumni of our program. So so it really is advantageous. And we well, I, I spend most of July and August, I shouldn't say most, a lot of July and August having conversations with a bunch of our people talking about what's next. You know, once people have decided it is it's time for me to move on, they're graduating. Okay, what sort of roles would you be interested in? And oh, let me connect you with somebody and take a look at my enormous LinkedIn and 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 uh, the, my incredible group of friends from Student Works, you know, and other companies. How can I help you go to what's next? And then and then the other thing is obviously we spend a bunch of time looking towards next year and about you know obviously recruiting team members, et, et cetera. Anything that we want to share about that. But before we jump into the fall, where we're really largely talking about recruiting, Luke. Yeah. Well, I think for operators returning, it's them looking at, you know, I'm staying in the same place next year. I'm running my business again next year. Who can I look to enroll to keep in my business or, you know, who already wants to come back? What positions can I open up? that's going to allow, you know, this student working for me to take on more responsibility you know, which will inevitably help the business, help the business either grow and, you know, to higher levels. Like Devin was saying, you did $150,000 next year. You want to do $300,000. You're going to need more, you're going to need more people. You're probably going to need better systems. So we have our operators really looking at, you know, how are they able to do that and start planning that eight, eight months out really until, you know, by the end of August until the start of May, you know, who, whatever, what, what do they really need to set in place? So I think part of the thing that's really awesome when we're, when we're ending our years, we're kind of doing these futures meetings 
where it's kind of just tying up this season and looking at, you know, their business and every aspect of their business of, you know, what went really well in marketing, sales, production, recruiting, and what do we think we need to do to be able to increase that, you know, like twofold, threefold for, for the following year. And yeah, it's, it is stuff like hiring production managers or sales managers, you know, talking to clients who might be interested in using our services again next year, all that sort of stuff. So I guess that would be the more of the operator focus when signing back. Um, and then Deb, if you want to take the DM focus. Yeah. So as, as a coach, I know looking to, I guess, just close out the season with the people that are coming back is, is always an exciting time, just really picturing just what they want to do. And of course, people are heading back to school in the fall. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we do as coaches as they go throughout the fall semester is we're actually just still a resource on a weekly basis, talking about time management, you know, talking about their integrity, any fitness or personal or school goals. You know, we stick with that structure to support them because we know throughout the program, just like in life, uh, continuing to work at things and stay consistent is the way to get really, really great results. So, um, you know, once people have a clear idea that they are coming back, we start to just build what would a really great start to next year look like? And that might be just returning workers or talking to clients. Um, and it also would be us assisting and talking to their own workers about taking on a larger role in their business. So I think as a coach, we're just kind of an assist or we are an, just an assistant to, you know, making sure they finish strong make great money and then come back with some great, you know, uh, I guess, assets to their business. And the only last thing for us as we have people end off the season is really just getting their review. So, you know, we always talk about their own development and then we also look for operator feedback on just how we and our partners supplied, uh, you know, our support throughout the year. So, for our paint providers, you know, we're a national paint provider with Dulux on the painting side. And for window cleaning, we're just really discussing the overall training process. But we're asking, you know, how was the training process? How is the support in all of these store locations? You know, what did they do really well to support you? What could be improved? And, uh, you know, speaking with the national accounts manager at Dulux, they really, really use this information to better serve us in the upcoming year. And then the last thing, that is a really new uh, new addition, but really cool is our turf survey. So for all the operators who are you know running a business, they're given their own area, either a part of a city or their own town where they're running their business. And for when people close out the season, we basically are just accumulating all of the information of where that turf is best served, and you know how to get an amazing results in downtown Toronto, uh, you know in that specific neighborhood what streets should the person next year start marketing right away? Where should they recruit their best workers? What clients from your client list this year already won't work next year? And all this information is there to just assist next year's coaches and operators in having a really, really easy start for leveraging you know, the thousands and thousands of past clients that we have uh, on the window cleaning and painting side. So, you know, that's kind of the benefit of just having these uh, these client lists, and then obviously having cooperative, you know, students closing out their businesses and helping future students who maybe they've never met before, and you know, super uh, yeah, excited to assist. Absolutely. The other area as well is 
our Facebook site. So a number of years ago, especially in the pandemic, it, it really blew up was we, we get millions of dollars through local Facebook sites and operators run those in different markets. And then they just hand them back to the company and, and, and then we hand them back to the next operator and they build over time and get more and more and more valuable. So that's something as well. And I did want to highlight before going to our last question, what Devin was saying about a number, just a, a short time ago, we've made a real focus around just year-long coaching with our t- t- returning people so that every week, again, habitually recognizing what, again, are those limiting factors? What breakdowns that I have? How can I put into place different ways so that I'll be just stronger for next year? Could be recruiting, could be sales, could be marketing, even more likely integrity or time management. And so let's make progress during the time when there's not as much pressure so I can be better when it gets really started started so so it really has made a huge difference in and again our our experience of our operators enjoying their seasons and doing better and and one of the things as well is something that jumps for me is how can someone jump grow their business from 150 to 300 well it's not because they got twice as you know they did two times more no they had better systems better structures more people better people that allowed them to do it so it's really important. It's actually, as a business becomes bigger, you're doing it right. It actually becomes easier to run because you have more amazing people in your business. But the final thing that we want to talk about is what type of people, Luke, we are in, you know, we've got, uh, I think it's 105 or 106 veterans. I think we have about 30 referrals so far. We're right now we're J- J- July 31st. I know this is going to launch a while, but who are we looking for? You know, and and also as well, if you're here listening to this, it, do I have these attributes and, and would this work out well for me? So who are we looking for, Luke, in our recruiting processes? Yeah, it's funny because I find that is like an easy question to answer and a complicated question yes. <laughs> at the same time because everyone everyone's so different. But I think there are the really obvious ones like, you know, super hardworking, committed, um, I would say very much interested in entrepreneurship and leadership. Um, you know, really this is for, for the leaders of tomorrow and and future business leaders. So, you know, I, I don't even think, I think it's maybe like half of our students are business students or less than half are business students. We get people from all sorts of programs that don't have to be like in a business stream or like identify currently as an entrepreneur, but, you know, someone that likes the results economy that can, you know, wants to go out and, uh, you know, really earn what they're, what they're earning, like, you know, earn it through knocking on doors and making phone calls and, you know, working long hours. Sometimes, you know, these people would probably either be assertive or willing to be assertive when, when they need to, because, you know, they're the, they're the manager, they're the boss, they're the one, you know, really calling the shots. But I think the biggest thing is, you know, and the reason why I was attracted to this program was the, was the results economy was the, you know, there's really no, no ceiling here of, of earnings. It's that you get what you're worth. You know, I was working at, at boathouse stores, retail, and in a lot of ways, I loved it, but you know, we'd always have competitions with who could sell the most Nixon watches or like Saks underwear. And like, my goal was just to crush everyone in all of these sales competitions. And all I would get was a free pair of boxers. 
$100 off of, of an already pretty cheap watch. So, um, you know, people that just want to just drive and grind and, you know, see this as a, as a big opportunity to unleash themselves and learn all of the skills to run a business because, you know, they want to be a manager in an engineering firm or wherever they see themselves one day. Um, I think those are kind of the people we're, we're looking for. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. And no, no, no wonder you've got, you've got lots of, lots of, I'm sure, still sure, sure you've got lots of, uh, you know, uh, merch yeah. from, from Boathouse, from all the prizes. Yeah. Collected, Luke. <laughs> so Devin, Devin, your yeah, thoughts. I think, um, I guess what I've seen, what I, I know I felt uh, just starting off with the program, a big um, part uh, of our top performers are people who feel like what they're doing now isn't making them grow. And, you know, they just don't feel the pull every day of, you know, the rubber band getting wider and wider and more resistance. And, you know, we've got people from corporate internships, from, you know, people switching from accounting to trying entrepreneurship. We've got, you know, people who are just working at restaurants or golf clubs or, you know, on campus as a campus ambassador, like from any position. And a lot of the things that interest people once they've tried the kind of uh, more, uh, I guess, typical route, let's say going to just a corporate internship is they just weren't challenged and people weren't pushing them. There wasn't that sense of development where they really felt like they were learning something new. They were more so taking on tasks that just needed to be done within the business opposed to helping them, you know, develop as a person and being able to get better for the future and actually stand out. So, I think that's um, definitely a, a big part of it is just the development and not like in our program, they're not, you know, they're trying lots of things new and they have support. They have other coaches, they have their team members, they have all these trainings. So yes, there's lots of new things where you're going to feel the resistance and the support to back it up for people to make sure that you're actually executing those things properly and, you know, really reaching their potential. Um, that was one thing, just feeling as though, you know, before I was at a golf course working before starting a business and it was just making minimum wage, cleaning clubs, you know, cleaning carts. I was, you know, played a bunch of sports growing up and knew that in the leadership sense that I was capable of doing something really great, capable of leading people and just didn't have the opportunity. So that was the, you know, itch for me of just actually being able to take it all myself, be able to guide my own team members and, and train them and work with them every day. And uh, the last thing I think is just a lot of people, you know, who take this on know they need something to stand out. And it might come after a year or two years in school of realizing that, you know, being the club exec isn't as glamorous as they thought, you know, it's not something that, is, you know, super high barrier to entry. You know, it's something that actually is quite simple. You go and apply and then, you know, show up to many meetings and, and there's a route that you know where you can actually attain that goal in a lot of circumstances. So I think a lot of people see this as, you know, this is not something many people are doing. It's something that takes a, you know, a challenge, challenge or a person who's wanting a challenge to really drive and start their first business. And, um, yeah, if that obviously relates with, with you or anyone listening, then, then this could definitely be an opportunity to learn some more information about and, and see, uh, yeah, see if it could be your, your next stop. And I think sometimes it's, as Devin was saying, you know, working, working at a golf club, it may not show up like, oh, well, there's clearly uh, somebody who could go run a hundred thousand dollar business, which was his first business. <laughs> but, you know, if you'd met him, you know, 
you know, had, had a, as I like to say, uh, you know, one thing that's common with our operators, a big engine just wants to do things, you know, again, ha- wants to pull that rubber band and isn't getting the opportunity. So sometimes, again, it's easy to get in the imposter syndrome. Could I really do this? You know, oh, I don't know, you know, and so that we're the best people to go look at that. And some of the things that we always need to see is that some have strong communication skills. You know, are they coachable? Are they willing to learn? Do they have a real drive that 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 they're excited to go and take these things on are really important. And certainly one thing as well that people do need is just access to some capital. We talk about that in real detail in our business uh, meetings, you know, just to make sure, again, do they have the money to go and cash flow the startup of their business and, and, you know, not being able to make money when they're running their business, you know, and initially until their business uh, breaks even. So, so, you know, there, there, there are a bunch of things that people do need to do to make sure that things are in place besides just a great attitude and the things that we talked about. Um, And um, if anybody does know somebody, then again, please reach out to us. Um, You know, we are in the middle of our recruiting season when this will drop, we're in the middle of our recruiting season. It's really, except for internal recruiting, it's about eight weeks. And then we're largely done. We're off. We're going to take about 90 people down to Cancun and have a just unbelievable time, you know, run an orientation. And then everybody goes to exams and then we get we'll get this uh, this thing all started again for 2023. Won't that be an amazing year? So anything else to add, Luke or Devin, before we wrap this uh, wrap this uh, podcast up? Nothing coming up particularly. No, no. I think this is great. Excited for Cancun. Well, that's great. Well, well. Excited for Cancun, you bet. <laughs> It'll be amazing. So, uh, so we we it's been three years since we we pandemic, and then we went to Jamaica because we uh, the team felt it was unsafe to go. So we will be back there again. So Devin and Luke, thanks so much for your time, and uh, yeah, just 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 amazing. Okay, have a great day, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chris. Okay, see ya. Hey leaders, I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.